JMU had a lot of drops in that game that were very uncharacteristic of their wide receivers. And I think maybe JMU's players were believing things like I was saying, uh, that nobody can hang with them and they're the best thing ever. Welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leland McRae. Welcome into the Yak Sports Podcast, your Augusta County sports podcast. Joe, what's everybody talking about in Augusta County? Well, Leland, finally we have made it to the end of the football regular season, and we are at postseason football. For some of these Augusta County teams, they have football to look forward to. For some, their season is done, but for none will they be at home. They're all going to have to go on the road. Well, here in this first round, yeah, Riverheads does get the bye, so they'll have a home game next week. But, yeah, everybody in 2B has to go on the road. Gap's going to Clark. Wilson's going to East Rock. Lee's going to Luray. So a lot of traveling. We have no 3A teams in there. Fort just missed out. Um, where it really got them was Thursday night. Rustburg beat Liberty Christian or uh, Liberty Bedford, who no one saw coming. Liberty Bedford had beat Brookville, the number two seed, uh, the week before. So – Really surprising how that all went down, and it turned into a win-or-go-home game for Fort Defiance. And, man, that was a 10-3 ball game. It was – I mean, you got to credit Fort that they played a team that is is better than them, and they really hung tough with them in, in bad conditions and really made it a great ball game. Yeah, I felt bad for Fort, uh, really, because – Man, Rustburg winning that game was, as you said, really unexpected. And the fact that it happened kind of made the Spotswood game even bigger than it already was with the threat of Broadway and Rockbridge, uh, possibly allowing Broadway to get in over Fort. But, you know, as you said, hats go off to Fort. I think the yeah. weather helped him a little bit. But you know what? Both mm-hmm. teams have to play in that. And Fort took advantage the best they could. Um I think that's the best Fort could have done in that game. I don't think there was anything else Fort could have done to win that game. And it's it stinks for them to miss the playoffs on what was looking like such a promising year at uh, early the early point of the year. But, you know, look, is Fort better than Rockbridge? No. Is Fort better than Spotswood? No. Are they better than Harrisonburg? No. The only game I think Fort's going to look back at is the Broadway game. And, and you know... It, like I said, they got handled in that Broadway game, so maybe they're not better than them. I saw some people on social media saying, you know, quoting the last, I think it was five years or something, of Fort football's record. Five of those wins came this year. If you didn't fire him before this year, you're not going to fire him now. I don't know how you look at your program in the face and say, hey, the coach improved from 1-9 and nine to, or was it 2-8 and eight last year? Uh, to One. One and nine. That's what I thought. Uh, to five and five this year, and now we're gonna fire him. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And for all those reasons, I, I, you know, Fort maybe overachieved this year. I think some of the games early where they looked really, really good, and gave Fort fans a lot more hope. Maybe got their hopes up to make the playoffs. I, I know they saw Waynesboro be five and five and make the playoffs. But Waynesboro played a tougher schedule yeah. at five and five than than Fort did this year, and I think that is one That's thing good- that hurt them. And the other thing is, you know, look, Fort is a program; it's a work in progress. But I, I don't know. I don't. 
I guess this is a long-winded way of me saying it stinks that they didn't make the playoffs, but don't do something that is going to hurt your program. Yeah, and uh, I'll get back to that. Uh, yeah, expectations got high, and yeah, when you see Waynesboro making it at you know four and six make the playoffs, you think you can make it at five and five. The, the schedules aren't even, and, and that's that's the reason they didn't. It still did barely, almost make it in at five and five. So I don't blame them for having increased expectations. We had increased expectations. I don't think we were wrong. I, I you know, I, I you saw that probably because I was having the conversation with the guys about firing the coach, and and mm-hmm. they played for Fort. So like I understand their point of view, but I I don't agree with the timing of it. I don't agree like. And I just don't recall those guys having that post a year ago. And maybe they did. Maybe I missed it. But I just don't see the timing. Like, it just doesn't make as much sense now. And and I respect their opinion. They played in the program. And I think they're a little salty from how the, you know, the coach that they play for got fired back then. And and it was a historic coach. And so, like, I get the emotion from it. I just don't agree with the timing. If, if th- you got momentum, finally you got momentum. So at least ride it out. Now, I say next time if there is a next time there's a one and nine season or no one nine season, oh and 10 season, then like, let's, let's go ahead and not wait around, you know, like, you know, it's not working, but I don't see the timing right now work. And I think he should get another shot to improve on what he's done. I was going to say, this is a pretty young team. Now, if we're looking next year and Ford doesn't go five and five or, you know, maybe better then then. Okay. Maybe we're having a different conversation at that. Point. Maybe, maybe, but, but I'm, I'm going to be so slow to call for a high school football coach. And I'm not saying I called for it before. I just thought, hey, it probably is going to happen. You know, one in 29 over three years, It's it, this is going to happen. And it didn't. So, I, yeah, I'm not going to be quick to ever call for a high school football coach. But, yeah, if they drop back down quickly, I would I would be surprised not to see, see a move. You know, it, it's been tried. It would be my opinion then. But, hey – positive about this. I mean, it's been a great year and I hate that there's these negative conversations. Great year, almost made the playoffs, something to build on. You got guys come back. You have the core of your team come back. You got a quarterback, your fullback, you got a good receiver, you got a bunch of pieces coming back. A lot of defense. I think nicely Seekford, all the defensive guys we were naming off, they're all back. So, you know, I hope I hope they do ascend to do do better. I don't see it getting easier in the Shenandoah. You know, you're trading out some top teams for other top teams and you're going to see what happens, but they're going to be competitive because they've made a step this year in the right direction. I would rather play Riverheads and I don't know who's after Riverheads East rock. Well, no, East rocks, well, not, not East rock Shandor. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd rather play Riverheads than play Harrisonburg and Spotswood. I, I, think, I think I'm not saying they're going to beat I Riverheads. I don't think is, they will not make a difference. Yeah. I don't think they're going to beat Riverheads, but I, like their chances of beating Riverheads eventually before I like their chances of beating Spotswood or Harrisonburg. They played Spotswood 10 to three. I doubt the Riverheads game can be that tight next year. Cool. Let, let's, <laughs> let's see what happens on. when Spotswood has a day where the ball is not slipping out of the quarterback's hands. We can get into weather later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gap going to Clark. How do you think that one goes? Just quick thought. Clark. I think Gap will battle because I do think Rivenberg will, will get in the end zone, but I think it's going to be one of those Rivenberg gets a couple touchdowns, but Clark's right with him. Clark has a bunch of weapons, bunch of weapons. They have a bunch of weapons, and their defense will slow him down. They won't they'll stop him. him. I, they won't stop him, but they'll slow him down. Yeah, they'll slow him down. I don't think he's getting five touchdowns, but he can still get two or three 
and I think it could still be the the go the way that you just said. Uh, Wilson, East Rock, not much to say. That game just happened two weeks ago. East Rock. And the pouring rain in East Rock just ran away with it. You know, East Rock is going to have to take their foot off the gas if they don't want to put 80 on them. I was going to say, East Rock by 100 and hope no injuries. <laughs> <laughs> uh the game that we are going to watch live Lee at Larray. I think that's an interesting game and we're going to have all pregame to just talk about all the storylines there. But uh, what's your initial view on that game? Uh, kind of like your little note here. Uh, no idea. Uh, because <laughs> look, if the first half Ari Lee shows up from the first meeting that these two teams had this year in Stanton, then Ari Lee's going to get the break speed off them. If the second half team shows up, they could run Larray out. Um, if both, if the first half Larray and the second half Lee show up, then, you know, we got a great ball game and it could go down to the wire, but that's where I'm kind of leaning is, is a game where both teams have their moments and we, you'll call some kind of 21 point rule before the game. And so we'll have a just down yeah. to the minute finish and it'll be a great one. Yeah. Uh, look, Lee did this to Larray last year where they went to Larray, got hammered. And then the playoffs, they got to host the game and they won. This yeah. kind of feels like a reverse situation to me. If I Maybe if I had to pick stuff. right now, it kind of feels that way. Yeah, I don't know who I'm going to pick. I think I could convince myself either way. I, I like Lee in moments. I think they're well coached. I just I don't think Larray is that much worse coached or anything. And I think they have a lot of pieces. And, uh, you know, in all honesty, Larray probably has more weapons. I mean, if you're looking at it, if you're trying to compare yeah. what they have. I, I think more people from Larray are getting the end zone than different people on Lee. So it'll I think it'll be a really interesting game. Really looking forward to seeing it. The winner of that game goes on to play Central Strasburg. And that's what I was kind of saying down the stretch of the season or that last two weeks where it looked like Lee might end up in that sixth spot. That's the spot they want to be in because I really don't see Lee being able to match up with East Rock. And not that I think Central is that much worse than East Rock. I just think Match Lee has a chance in that little bracket. Yeah. Uh, they have a better chance and maybe it doesn't work out for them. And maybe I don't pick it that way at all, but they have a better shot this way than they do face an East rock in week two. I, I agree that their chance is better, but I don't think it matters. I think best case scenario, okay. they get to the second round and they go out. Yeah. So, I don't think I, I, Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm called pessimistic all the time on this podcast, so why not? Uh, I don't I say think, it when we're not on the podcast about you too. So. I know. I don't think <laughs> we're going to see an Augusta County team win this week. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. It's, it's really is very possible. I mean, everybody's traveling, so they're all underdogs. So wouldn't, wouldn't be a shocker, but it would be, you know, how strong football is around here I just, is the matchups are tough. So it would be disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you got gap who was nearly a, a home team, you know, a five seed. you think they have a really good shot, but I think Clark, I kind of been downplaying them all year, but Clark as a four seed is pretty dangerous. So it's, yeah. it's just, and yeah. look, I know Buffalo gap whooped up on Wilson. I thought that was more of an indictment on Wilson than yeah. anything. And I think the one takeaway from that game, yes, Carter Rivenberg's really good, but if a team slows him down, who else is Buffalo gap going to go to? They I, are really, 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 really one dimensional. And it, it's not even just, they run the ball only. It's it, Rivenberg is doing all the scoring. Like once in a while, they get another touchdown from somebody else. But looking at the season stats for Welcher and Bowers and um, Fitzgerald, they don't have many touchdowns. So it, yeah, I, if I'm if I'm Clark, I'm just keying yeah, on. Put, I tell only. all 
I'd tell eight of my 11 guys on defense, you're going to follow number eight on the field. And if anyone else gets the ball, you know what? I dare them to score, but I don't think they're going to. Plus, I'd be confident enough about my offense if I'm Clark County that how many weapons they have. Yeah, you could probably get, you know, fooled a couple times before you'd have to adjust. So, yeah, I agree. All right. Region 1B. The reason we're going to talk about this is because there's been a lot of flack on social media about this this weekend. And and I'm not saying it's wrong. I just want to kind of respond to some of it because some of it is true. Uh, Riverheads. And, and William Campbell have the buys. It's the same bracket as last year in 1B in a terrible, terrible region where two winless teams make it in. You can see it coming from week two. You can tell these two, those two teams were going to be winless. And so it just makes for a bad bracket. But it's not the only bad bracket in the state. Um, there's another region, region 3B, actually has a worse winning percentage through the region than does region 1B. It's very close, but it is, uh, they're worse. Uh, they have more teams. They have all eight teams in, but their best team is six and four. And they have at the bottom of it, one and nine and an O and 10 team. So they are just, just fractionally worse than, uh, 1B. So it's interesting that 1B gets all the focus, but I think it's because they have the powerhouse riverheads there. The thing about you can say about Riverheads is, yeah, they play in an easy region. It is. But then they go to states and they do a lot of winning there. So it's just hard to just say that Riverheads gets a skate. So that's that's kind of my somewhat response to that. I, I will say, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I think the argument to that would be kind of like the New England Patriots argument. No one's going to argue that New England's not a good football team because they would just be wrong. But the New England Patriots have a easier path than most teams just because everyone else in their division is a dumpster fire. So you know they're going to be there. You know they're going to have the chance. And that's the thing. When you're in the playoffs, sometimes you just need to be there. And then you can win. Um, For Riverheads, they don't have that big test before they get to the big show. I mean, William Campbell, cool story. You're going to lose that game by 40 points. I mean, I I don't see anyone in the ball game with Riverheads until they get to 1A. And even at 1A, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to beat them. I mean, if Riverheads just was classified differently, where they were 2A. 2B? Or 2B, in Region 2B, in Class 2. They'd be sitting with a home game in in that region. Oh, sure. And they, they, might, and they, they might be the 2 we, seed. Yeah, they'd probably be. Yeah, I think they would be the 2 seed. If I, if I could get my PowerPoints open right now, I'll tell you that. But they'd be way up there. So, like, I Riverheads plays well against every competition that comes through the door. So it's just, yeah, they have an easy region, but they still dominate when they play. They still win 90% of their games. And I, I mean, everybody's talking about just handing them the trophy. Now they're going to go earn it. They don't, you don't need to hand it to them. They're going to go earn it. Wow. Uh, other things that just kind of say some of the flaws with the system, there's 69 teams in the playoffs. 13 of them have l- losing records. Three of them are winless. Two um, of them in your region. Two of them in that region, yes. But still, there's an overall flaw. And I just wonder if regions should we only be getting six teams in. Give two buys to top two teams in every region. So you're only getting six teams in there. And that would cut a lot of the fat off this, off the uh, statewide. Because I really want to see what what losing record team is, is coming to win the state championship. It doesn't happen very often. It very, very rare. And I don't think, how do you make the argument you deserve to be in there? If you're, if you're uh winless or even having a losing record. 
Leland, I agree with you. Um, Sharando's region of 4A, uh, actually, I believe it's region 4C, but class 4A, um, they, they do the same thing where they have the top six get in, the top two get buys. It's not common. Uh, most regions have eight. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I think if you trimmed it down to six, look, that's probably fair. Uh, I know yeah. Wilson is glad that it's not that way. Yeah. Uh, I know Strasburg's glad it's not that way. But we're talking about two teams that are going to get absolutely wrecked on Friday. So I it don't. It wasn't that long ago. There was only four teams from each region making the playoffs. And when, you know when what? I... There were some good teams that got left out, but yeah. those were good playoff games for the most part, too. You weren't watching yeah. 40 point blowouts the first round. On the other end of it, 13 undefeated teams in all the playoffs. So uh, there's plenty of chances for the good teams to <laughs> to uh, win their championships. Uh, class one has one team. Class two has two. Uh, none from class three and then so on from up there. But, you know, you know, those teams that are undefeated, they they've earned a top spot and they're going to be they're going to have their chance. So uh, I, I think complaining about the bad teams is just a waste of breath, because in the end, the teams that you get to play it out. This isn't this isn't polling. This isn't college football where only four teams get voted in by some committee. It all gets played out on the field. So, yeah, these winless teams are going to last a week. And if so, by some kind of miracle they win a game, they're gone the next week. So it's just not something to worry about that much. OK. All right. Let's talk about volleyball. Uh, Fort lost. Uh, their season is done. Rockbridge moves on. Fort's out. Uh, Spotswood still, uh, hanging around, uh, there in the three C. And so, um, you know, Fort, our local team, they're gone. They're a really solid team. And I think they really do have a lot for the future as Patrick Kite said last week. So I'm, it is kind of, you wondered when they had making good, they were never really able to get past this point. When can they, but at least they should be able to still knock on the door. Yeah. Uh, you know, they had a good season. They lost to a very good Rockbridge team. And I think you're right. You know, we rely on Patrick a lot for his volleyball expertise. And, you know, based on what he's saying, you know, this was a game that, you know, this was when he expected them to run into kind of a wall that they weren't going to be able to get past. And so there's nothing wrong with this. You just build on it and learn, right? Like the Fort football team we were talking about earlier. You just build on it from what you accomplished this year and you move on and try to progress from there. And and really, that should be the goal of every high school program. Take what you did last year learn from the mistakes, build for the future. Try to do better, yeah. And Spotswood actually is already out. I, I did misquote that right there. Uh, looking at 2B, most all our, all our local teams are out except Wilson. Wilson facing an injury, which I, I didn't get an update here at the beginning of the week, uh, on uh, Cassidy Davis. She had an MRI Friday, so uh, hoping that's not as bad as it could be. But they won without her. They move on. Um, George Mason going on. So, uh Check uh, Patrick Kite. We'll have updates on what happened there. So uh, shout out to Patrick's Twitter. Uh, I think it's like P height. Uh, if and we'll retweet whatever happens there. And then down in one B, Riverhead's got the win. They move on to Wednesday's championship. And uh, Riverhead's, you know, looking prime to make a little noise in the state playoffs down in one class one. Yeah, I think Riverhead's going to have a very successful athletic program uh, season. Uh, volleyball looks pretty good. Football team's going to win that region. I think the basketball team will probably win that region. And uh, yeah. boys, I'm not sure about girls yet. Uh, but 
Yeah, I, I think Riverhead. It's is, picking up where the spring left off at Riverhead. Right, I, I the think spring had a bunch of teams deep in the yeah. in the in the Jubilee or whatever they call it in the spring. Yeah, that, yeah, the ju- <laughs> Jubilee down there in Radford. Yeah, but <laughs> I think I think Riverhead's going to have a successful athletic program. I think volleyball is going to build on that as well, and it's good. It's good when you have multiple programs having success in a given school year, let alone in the same window. Yeah, and they come out battle-tested out of Shenandoah because Shenandoah is, I mean, we're talking about Wilson being very good in volleyball. Riverhead's had to play them a bunch this year. East Rock, uh, you know, good challenges all year to really build them up in volleyball. And it's like that in all the sports. It's good, a good sports district. So then when Riverhead's does play other 1A competition, they're battle-tested already. So I think it, it helps them at least, you know, they've been in tight games or they've been in situations where they were losing where uh, they know how to react to that and, and respond positively. And I think oh. that's a good point you just made. The battle testing they get at the Shenandoah District. Riverheads is the only 1A team in that district. Yeah. And so when they get through that and then get to the 1A side, and this is a reason their football team beats the stuffing out of everyone they play in the playoffs <laughs> there in Class 1. And I, I expect this year to be no different. In fact, I wouldn't be sh- shocked to see them win by 20-plus in the state championship game if if you know they get there. But... Uh, it's almost a step down in competition for them because they're used to playing good two and three a teams. Yeah. And they, and they lost, they lost, you know, really got handed to them early in the season to East rock. And then they played a very tough team in central and, and did a good job there. And you saw the growth in them. So um, yeah, they're battle tested is the best way to say it just to kind of counter. No, just come, come back there. A lot of talk on the internet this weekend. I mean, Whoever comes out of Region A is going to give Riverheads a tough time. I mean, there's good teams over in Region A, Essex we'll and all see. that. I mean, that was a three-point game last year that Riverheads won. Everybody acts like Riverheads won that game by 50. Now, I think they were better than Essex last year, and and maybe the, the game They itself, had a lot of mistakes in that game. Yeah, it seemed like it could have been more separated than it was, but either way, it was a three-point game. So, you know... If Riverheads plays its best, it probably won't be that way. But th- those teams are going to come with a challenge. Whoever comes out of A is going to challenge Riverheads, so no one should just hand them anything. Okay. Let's talk about college for a minute. Uh, locally, f- just flying through it because there's nothing really positive. Tech lost, what UVA a lost, weekend. JMU lost. What a terrible, <laughs> terrible weekend. I did yeah. watch the UVA game. That's the most football I watched all weekend was the UVA game Friday night against Pitt. Uh Wow. Uh, I just want to start off by saying something cosmetically. UVA, your uniforms, for being a team that hates Virginia Tech, your uniforms look an awful lot like Virginia Tech's. The only difference is you have numbers on one side of your helmet, which, by the way, is extremely stupid. Put Your your logo with the letter V and the cross sabers is actually pretty cool. You should have that on both sides of your helmet. Uh, putting numbers on half your helmet, one, is ridiculous because you're splitting what's on your helmet, which is uh, broken rule number one. And number two, you're not Alabama, so don't put numbers on your helmet. So the, that uh, also George Aston, Sharando High School, great game at the fullback position. So that's part of our podcast, the Project Runway aspect of our podcast, brought to you by uh, Joe Deck there with yeah. the telling them how their uniforms could get right. I uh, was happy with the outcome. I'm not going to lie. When my team, I hate that my team sucks. Here's so bad the thing. Here's that the thing. I have to Pat Narduzzi team sucking too. Pat Narduzzi's going to win the coastal now. <laughs> That's that's the worst part of this. I'm hoping we can say something about that this week, but I have no faith in that. Oh my! Tech's gosh. going up to Pitt. It's senior night up at uh, up at Pitt. 
Uh, Mike Herndon, who had a great game against UVA for the Panthers, now will be playing Virginia Tech in his last game as a senior there. He's a Riverheads graduate. Uh, great article in the paper today, uh, Patrick Height, uh, talking about Herndon, everything he's been through. Uh, Coach Casto and his wife actually walking him out for senior day, which is really nice. Um, but uh, read that article because here in a couple of weeks, we're hoping to have Mike Herndon on for an interview, and we'll kind of talk about what we're, what we're saying is about to happen in the rearview mirror as we uh, find out what it was like to have senior day at Pitt. But uh, yeah, I, so we're going to see everything that happened there that day. Coach Casto walking him out and his wife. It'll be a real special moment for him. So it'll be fun. But I hoping my Hokies can ruin <laughs> senior day for Mike Herndon. I hate to say it that way. I just, they just need to win. I don't want them to not go to a bowl game. I just want them to win. I just want that. I want those extra weeks of practice. I want the development that comes through the month of December and that tradition that we've set for the last 30 years or whatever it is, 25 years to continue. That's my opinion. I agree. I hope it happens, but I, I just don't know where you would have realistic hope that that's going to happen. Watching this team play uh, really the last three or four weeks. They just haven't. They I think haven't looked good. I think they. I think they do have the talent to do it. They just can't put it all together. Like uh, there's a game where our defense is just terrible, but our offense is playing all right. And then there's where our offense goes three and out five straight times. It's just. At what point is that on Fuente? Why? Why does Ryan I mean, Willis have? Why coach? does Ryan Willis have a great first half, and then the first three drives, the second half, you're trying to run the ball when you can't do it? I, I don't Stop. understand. Stop yeah. running the ball when it's not working and go with what's working. You're playing a team that's better than you. Don't don't help them. And that's why I'm not more upset about this weekend for tech aspect. It's because kind of following along with it, not watching super close. We were following along and seeing it as it was going here and there. It just felt like Boston College was better. So it was kind of just kind of suck it up and and move on. But Ryan Willis I'm, got I'm hoping you're better than Pitt. Yeah, Ryan Willis got dinged up twice in that game. Uh, and Hendon Hooker, I think, ended up coming in to close it out. Uh, they didn't win. But I, I don't know. Uh, here's the crazy thing. As bad as the Coastal is, and this is how bad the Coastal is, Virginia Tech wins out. They go to the ACC championship to lose by, a, you know, 50 points to Clemson. But, but whoever, whoever comes out on our side is going to lose by 50 points to Clemson. Clemson's a mile ahead. And Alabama's a mile ahead of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about. I know you didn't put that on here. I don't think, but that. Well, never mind. I'll talk about that later. But what do you want? Uh, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> it. It's it's. I don't. I it's don't in want the to D block anymore. Right? It's in the on. D block. No, it's not about tech. It's a. It's in the D block. <laughs> um. Yeah. JMU lost because JMU can't get an offense together. You you turn the ball over three times early in the game. That's going to happen. You lose thirty five to twenty four. Uh, I, I got news for people. This is the result of your wanting to play FCS football because ODU is going to get better recruits than you. Liberty is going to get better recruits than you. Virginia Tech is going to get better recruits than you. UVA is going to get better recruits than you. So now, yeah, you might be the best FCS team in the state of Virginia, one of the best FCS teams in the country, but eventually that talent gap that you used to get that now you don't get is going to bite you, and we're seeing it now. Um, I, I actually don't think a lot of this is on Coach Houston. I think Coach Houston's doing a very good job there at JMU. I think this is what we 
people who have not wanted to, you know, be the best, you know, I'm going to say it again, JV football team, because that's what FCS is, is JV. It's not varsity. Look, Appalachian State was in the top 25 two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Liberty. Uh, And FBS. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people that. are they're, saying, they're, they're, you know, they moved up and now they're in the top 25. Yeah. And people are saying, you know, well, you know, look at UCF. They've been undefeated two straight years and no one's giving them a chance in the national championship. That's fine. UCF is getting good football players. UCF is making money by getting into that New Year's six. You see. And look, JMU might as well forget about New Year's six because I don't even think we're there. So I'm what I'm saying is, JMU needs to get in bowl games because the FCS national championship, if you count all the bowl games and put it in with that is the fourth lowest rated game of those. So I'm sorry. It's cool that you like it, but the casual fan, a.k.a. dollar bills, don't. So I don't care. I just, I really don't care. The field hockey national championship means more to me because you're playing on the same level as everybody else in D1 there. I Look, the FCS national championship is cool. Uh, don't get me wrong. It's cool when it happens, you know, once every 20 years or whatever. But JMU's not going to the FCS National Championship game this year, so don't worry about it. And I'm sorry, but that stadium is always going to be half empty by the time the third quarter starts when you're looking at games like Weber State and Richmond. I just, I do, I got to take my shot while I can because you were pretty much nailed me on tech from week two on. You had you were dismissive about every opponent Jamie was. Gonna I play was this I year. was wrong. I was dead wrong. Yep. So hopefully they can get back to winning and kind of now surprise us back and get deep. Mm. Um, but always good when the local teams are winning. None of them did that <laughs> this weekend. No. Let's talk about the big boys, the big game, the game of the century. Maybe not this one, but the one that happened a couple <laughs> years ago. Bama LSU. Bama rolled them. Bama did roll them. I'm going to save my opinions for the D block. I don't know. I, what did I see that there was 10 rushing yards through three quarters for LSU or something, something like, that? like that? Oh, I mean, that's, that's just domination. Bama is a mile ahead of everybody. And that includes number two, Clemson, number three, Notre Dame, and whoever you want to put at number four, who do you want to put at number four? Mm, I want to put Georgia at number four. I still want to put Georgia at number four. They handle Kentucky. I think it's offensive that Michigan's number four. I think I'm fine with that logic because Georgia is going to take care of itself when they play Bama. And uh, I don't want two SEC teams in there. Um, I don't care. I'd, I'd just rather not. It's my opinion. I, I don't I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just, I'd, I'd rather mix it up because I just don't want to see another all SEC uh, national championship. Um, all right. That's all we got for a block or no, we got NFL. Let's talk about NFL. Yeah, the I like second this hammer on the Steelers beating the Ravens. I love it. The second yak bowl uh, means that we end 2018 <laughs> split. That's fine. Um, you guys look like you're heading the wrong direction. We are headed the wrong direction. I texted my friend after the game. Guess playoffs aren't happening because that's just that was my reaction. My gut reaction as soon as the game went final. It's like, OK, playoffs over. What are your thoughts on Harbaugh? Uh, my thoughts on Harbaugh are it's cool that he wants Lamar Jackson to get on the field more because I have the exact opposite opinion. I think yeah, every time I Lamar, when he comes on the field, I think great. every time Lamar Jackson comes on the field, <laughs> it's a wasted play. That's great. I loved every every time I he was has him, he had five rushes for ten yards. One of those runs was for nine. 
So the other four carries, he got a yard on. That's like, a 0.25 yards per carry on his other four carries. And he says after the game, oh, I want to get him on the field more. I'm like, that's cool, because you're not going to be here after this year. So I, awesome sauce. I just loved, like, he'd get tackled for a loss or or little gain. And he just, every time he got up, it looked like he was confused. It was like, I got tackled. Oh, my goodness. Like, he's going to have to accept that this is a tough game that before he, he deserves to be not, on the field. He is not ready for the NFL. He's not. He's not. He may never be. It, it was a bad draft pick when we made it. Uh, I know yeah, you felt high. that way before we drafted him because going into the draft, I kept texting you, as long as we don't let draft Lamar Jackson, I'm okay. <laughs> and I thought I had dodged the bullet, was getting ready to go to bed, and my phone's blowing up between you and another friend of mine <laughs> saying, the Ravens just traded back. And it, when I got that call, I was like, well, this isn't going to end well. And it didn't. <laughs> and now we've got this guy, and half the fans are clamoring for him. Like, what happened on Sunday was Joe Flacco's fault. And look, I... I this team is going in the wrong direction for a lot of reasons. I feel like part of it is we try to run this gimmicky offense with Lamar Jackson. And I feel like part of it is we ha- we've we never addressed the biggest elephant in the room, which is, you know, our, our depth. Our depth is very shallow, especially on the defensive side of the ball. If somebody gets hurt, it feels like, you know, we're, we're reeling and we can't ever recover from that. The Saints beat the Rams. I, the reason I like that game is that the Rams – look like they belong and I really hadn't watched them closely this season and that was a fun game and it it, Rams just didn't get rolled Rams were right there playing so I like that because if everybody's talking about that being the NFC championship game if it is I think that'll be good I think it'll be a fun game to watch yeah it'll be a good game the Rams are good I knew the Rams were good before this week but yeah I mean they're they're a good football team and they're they're gonna be there they're gonna be a team that competes with New Orleans I I agree with that assessment that this is probably the NFC championship game maybe the Packers have something to say about that but no Packers aren't very good yeah, they they lost the New England Patriots. Oh, they're no. Terrible. I've watched them other weeks. I don't and like they. I don't like. I don't. Yeah, think the NFC is so good this year. I don't think they're that good. I think they might even miss the playoffs. Oh yeah. yeah, based on who is getting in, the Are Bears are better than them. No, the Bears, the Bears totally gave up at the trade deadline, and so did the Lions. That's fine. I just I don't I don't like what the Packers do. I, I Packers I kind of pull for like I don't have no problem with them. Aaron Rodgers is great. I I don't think they're that great this year. Talking about the Packers, they played the Patriots, and uh, it was fun seeing those two quarterbacks play against each other. And it was fun when they're kind of going back and forth with good solid drives and Rodgers right before halftime. It was it was a fun game with high level quarterback play. Uh, but really, in the end, it wasn't the quarterback play that decided that game. It was just the Patriot way of grinding it out. I didn't watch this game, so that's fine. I'll, well, I'll that's what that. happened. Okay. You know what's going to happen next? We're going to talk a lot about high school football scheduling. There was a great article a week ago from the newsletter, and we're about to break it down. All right, Leland, let's start the B block. Uh, the newsletter had a great article, as you said, on the scheduling for our local teams, some struggling more than others to get non-district games. And with districts shrinking, that has made it harder on some of these teams. Riverheads, your Riverheads Gladiators being one of them, I'll talk about why I think that is, and then I'll toss it over to you. 
Um, I think Riverhead's problem is because they're a 1A team and there's not a lot of 1A teams near them. And these 2A and 3A schools watch Riverheads win the Shenandoah District year after year and go, no, we don't really want any part of that because it doesn't help us in any way to play, especially the 3A teams, it doesn't help us in any way to play a 1A team and lose. Well, they get two bonus points for each level lower than your your opponent is than you to play them. So it's basically like adding wins to what their total was. It, it makes it, it really drove it home this past weekend when I'm doing the PowerPoints for Clark County, who's out there playing West point and they get two bonus points just for playing them because they're smaller, not be, and they're not even in the same district. So really it starts to take the argument away even more. I, I can make the argument, Hey, you want to play Riverheads? They have a lot of wins, win or lose. You're going to get decent PowerPoints out of them. But then when you add the two points on top of it, it, it's just a, it's even that much closer to not really mattering. And I think it's, I think, I don't know if I was coaching another team. Yeah. Let's go face the team that wins a bunch of state championships so we can have a measuring stick during the season and see what we got. Have an early season game that, Hey, that's the level we got to play at. If we want to win a state championship. I mean, I'd be all about it. I really would. Okay. Uh, let me just you talk about Waynesboro scheduling tough and scheduling Brookville and scheduling Clark County. And then they got in the playoffs at four and six. Like, then why not have Riverheads be one of those teams? If Well, because Riverheads isn't one of those teams. Riverheads going to beat them. Riverheads going to embarrass them. Riverheads embarrasses a lot of teams on their schedule. And here's the Brookville other thing. Riverheads, people? Riverheads runs an offense that not a lot of these teams are going to see when they get to that higher level, when they have that goal. Waynesboro, Waynesboro runs regular offense. Riverheads runs, you know, kind of a Georgia Tech-style offense, a triple option. Waynesboro runs an option. Yeah, but they pass a lot more. Okay. I don't know. I just don't get it. And when you say there's not 1A teams near them, Bath County, Perry McClure, Covington, Yeah, I think after you lose 54 to nothing, like two or three years in a row, you're probably not interested in driving all the way there to lose by 50 points. I mean... I don't know. It's just, I think I'm just saying, look, Riverheads, for the single A teams, not to at least throw them on the schedule. Riverhead success is also their greatest weakness when it comes to scheduling. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's cyclical. Riverheads, Riverheads would be not having this problem if they were two A. Oh, they were two A and they had, and they had scheduling problems when they were two A for four years. They had scheduling problems. I this think, happened. This I, was four years ago. It yeah, happened. but I think I think there's the two A teams have caught up, and I don't think it would be as much of a problem because I don't think Riverheads would be winning games by 30, 40 points every time. Man, they, they play a lot of two A teams right now, and they win a lot of games by 30, 40 points. The games I'd like to see District Riverheads games, play, yeah. Teams I'd like Riverheads to play. Clark County, they played them uh, a while back. Uh, in 2007 and 2008, they split that series. I think that'd be a cool matchup. Up and down 81, easy to get to. Broadway, I think, is a would be an interesting. I think it's similar fan bases. You know, Broadway of the Rockingham County team seems like the most uh, agricultural is a way to say it. I don't know. Uh, and Riverheads is very much an agricultural, you know, FFA-led school. I think that would be a cool game to play. Rural. Buffalo Gap is playing them this year, so I I, I don't see why that wouldn't work. Okay. Uh, Madison Riverheads is 0 and 17 versus Madison. I think it would be cool to get that going. It used to be a rivalry. It used to be a district rivalry that Riverheads got their, I don't know about rivalry. They got spanked every time. Madison has a lot of history. Riverheads is in the middle of a lot of history. I think it'd be cool if they played each other. 
The last time they played was 1998. Yep. Okay. I watched it. Um, Rockbridge County, they've never played, and they are 20 minutes south of Riverheads. I think throw them on a two-year cycle for you. I don't care. Play them. It'd be cool. Perry McClure plays them. I don't think Rockbridge wants to be part of a game where they might not win if they're 3A and they're playing a 1A team. I think that does do something to people. I'd be psyche. interested to see, and also any of these schools that we can go through a little bit more after we get off the Riverheads topic of there's a lot of teams that are playing teams that they might not win. So I don't see how that's just the default decision. Strasburg used to be a pretty good rivalry with Strasburg. There's been some good playoff games. I think that would be an easy up and down 81 game to play. That is the most likely of the teams you have said. I feel like Berryville's a long way to go for a regular season game, but yeah, they did it. They did. Oh, I'm just saying. Riverheads is 2018 is a new era. 2018 is a new era, though. There's a lot more schools built in Virginia that counties have to account for, and there's a lot more budget cuts that have factored in since then. There's like one more new school in our immediate area. There's plenty of schools in the north, yes. Berryville and over. So I don't think Berryville's asking too much. Riverheads has played Radford. They played West Virginia teams. They're talking about playing a Pennsylvania team from the rumor I heard. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about who they are playing. They're playing Washington Lee, who's on the other side of the state. They're playing East Rock, which I love. I love that East Rock came and played them. When East Rock was a brand new school, Riverheads played them immediately. So I like that East Rock's kind of returning that. Glenvar, that, they're a solid 2A team. They are. They're a very good team this year. Come out of region uh, 2C, so I'm glad that's coming. Mm-hmm. Skyline, not the greatest 3A team. No, but, they will win that game. Skyline is but, bad. But they're playing. Uh, they still have one game to figure out. So let's talk about the other teams. My favorite games that the other schools have. If you want to see every team, every school's playing, read the article. I will retweet it again. Um, Buffalo Gap, the game I like the best for them, the two games I like the best for them is Broadway and Clark County. I love the Broadway game. And then Clark County, that's that's who they're playing in the playoffs this week. I love that it's already on the schedule for next year. Yeah, it's coincidental that that happened. But I like that that's a good, great, I mean, that's a game I want to cover next year on the radio. Okay. I the Broadway game, yes. Clark County, we'll see. I let me just say, I really need to see someone not named Carter Rivenberg show me something before I think Buffalo Gap is going to be remotely competitive next year. That's somewhat fair enough. Fort Defiance, uh, they got a lot of uh at least three Valley District teams on their schedule. Broadway, Rockbridge, and Waynesboro. I like that. I think that's a lot of the Valley did that with Rockbridge. Uh, or with uh, Fort Board. Defiance, I like that that happened. So um, their other teams are Stonewall and Liberty Christian. Stonewall, I mean, that's just writing yourself a victory right there. <laughs> uh, my favorite game for Fort is the Broadway game. I think that that's going to yeah. have so much on the line. Both of those teams fairly young. Both of those teams have a lot to prove next year. Riverheads is East Rock. That's easy. East Rock. I also like the Glenbar game, and that's fine. Yes. Robert E. Lee. Um, the game I like the best is central Woodstock. That's a game that they've had over the years in the eighties. And I believe some in the nineties with some Valley district play. I like that. Uh, they played last year in the playoffs. If things work out a certain way, they'll play this year in the playoffs. I like that game and it's an easy, easy 81 game. I agree. I'm also intrigued by Liberty Christian. I've never seen them play. They're getting a lot of pub. I kind of want to see, well, yeah, but I kind of want to see what they've got. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Two teams have them on the schedule with Fort Defiance being the other. So uh, we'll be familiar with them next year. Stewart's draft. I the best game that they have. 
I like that James River game because it's another two-way team. It's also a team I wish the Riverheads could get on their schedule. Uh, but also here again, Clark County coming down. I like I like what Clark County does. They came and played Waynesboro. They're coming on down the road and playing people. I kind of appreciate their AD. I want to meet him. Okay. I think that game's probably not going to go too well. Although, I don't know. Stewart's draft has played a lot better in the second half than the first half. So maybe Stewart's draft rides that momentum. James River's not a world beater anyway. I think they're in the playoffs. There's like a fifth, five seed in the playoffs, and that's yeah. great. They're coached by one of the Phillips brothers. That's cool. That's nice. Waynesboro, um, a lot of local teams. I mean, for uh, for them, not moving over to the Shenandoah, here they are playing three county schools. Got to like that. And then they go right over the mountain to Western Alvaro and Fluvanna. I guess the game I like the most there. It's probably that Western Almarle game. Western Almarle is a pretty stout program. I like that Waynesboro is not afraid to put them on their schedule. I'm glad Waynesboro still has draft on the schedule. I, I think the sad thing is if Waynesboro plays like they did this year, they're going to lose all those. Uh, that's my point. That's going to yeah. be the game they maybe for now. But my, not for. I guess my, my, my favorite point, though, is I like that they're not scared to put in Western Almarle, a team that might beat them. Well, definitely will beat them, but okay. Wilson. They got to keep Lorray and Page on their schedule, something a lot of these other Shenandoah district teams were unable to do. Um, but the Spotswood game, they played them in from 2011 to 14. Um, and in the 80s. And then in the 80s. I like that game. That's my favorite of those. That's fine. Yeah, I, I don't like it if I'm a Wilson fan, but uh, it's that's the best team they're going to play. So I guess I just don't like... I don't know. To me, I'm taking this from the like guarantee. No, I'm when you I my favorite game is games that I think are going to be close and games that I like that team in. Well, I like him in all four of the other ones. So, I mean, Loray probably probably not Loray, probably not Spotswood. The other than Spotswood, the four other ones than Spotswood. Maybe I'm not arguing with Loray, but Page, TA, and Waynesboro, they're going to be maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't, it, we commend Waynesboro for scheduling Brookville. Good and job, Clark, Waynesboro. Now, and then we say, well, you Wilson, shouldn't get real. schedule anybody that you can't beat. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that's how I approach that question. I just get, I get mad that Riverheads has to deal with Perry McClure, which is Don't been beat a, teams by 100 points if you want people to schedule you. Martinsburg faces the same problem in West Virginia if it makes you feel better. It doesn't. I just don't like it. I, I don't like that these close schools refuse to play teams. They'd rather drive past your school to go to somewhere else to probably also lose there. Yeah, but it's a more competitive game, and they they get a realistic sense of, okay, we have a chance to win this game. We have a chance to get the bonus points of winning the game rather than just playing someone we know is going to sacrifice us. Perry McClure has been pretty decent these last couple of years. I, it would have been nice if they just would have been on the schedule right now because it wouldn't have been – 56 nothings. It would have been nice so you could have beaten Perry McClure down and told him they're not very good. That's what you really wanted. No, I just don't want to have to travel out of state to get a game. Okay, well. All right, let's go to D-Block. So in this D-Block, we are going to talk about what's dominating our life. Joe, what's dominating your life? What's dominating my life is the final season of House of Cards has come out. Uh, it actually came out Friday, almost to no fanfare. I get why there's very little fanfare, yeah. but like it was almost a thing. Like I got on Netflix to watch The Office, which is why I pay my Netflix subscription. And 
it was like, oh, new final season of House of Cards is available today. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And so I watched, I've watched about half the final season now. It's different. I'm not going to lie. It's different. Uh, not having Kevin Spacey's character on there because he was such an integral part of the show. But you know what? I uh, guess good job by the writing team to make Robin Wright's character very strong, a very strong character as well and established before this because they're relying on her heavily. Uh, I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's worse. I'm just saying it's different. Uh, she she plays the villain well, but it's definitely different. Just to catch everybody up, I'm on my rewatch of BoJack, and this isn't what's dominating my life, but I've caught back up to the new season of, on BoJack. Man, that show's good. The, so the you've time never watched House of Cards when they're when he's at the cabin and, and it's like past time is happening at the same time as present time. I, I don't know how they wrote that episode. I don't know how on paper it exists. OK, so you you've never watched House of Cards. I don't I don't know. I haven't. I've been told to watch it. It's just it's been bad timing. It's it's a show that I know we can watch with the kids. Yeah. And that no, was the you, same it, time when I was giving up on other shows that we couldn't watch with the kids. I I get it. I was just asking a question. No, I'm offended. Good. So I'm going to get in a better mood by talking about the awesome concert of Chris Stapleton that I went to on Saturday, which was, as predicted, awesome. Uh, he, The whole concert's great. Whether he's playing a fast song, whether he's slowing it way down, it's just good country music the whole time. He's not running around the stage. He has a guitar in his hands the whole time. I appreciate Chris Stapleton. I like Chris Stapleton, too. I didn't get to see or hear Chris Stapleton this weekend, but I got to see my brother do a couple Chris Stapleton songs. So oh, That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's nice. Broken Halos and then uh, one of his Steel Driver ones, Angel of the Night. I also caught some Charlottesville attitude on Saturday before the concert. Were you wearing We're tech in a- stuff into the stadium? I only had a hat on, mm-hmm. but um, we went to a restaurant before the game, and they have mini taps going down the wall. I'm just not into crazy beers. It's just not me. It's not who I am. I like a good Bud Light. So I look at the bar and I see a Bud Light tap. And I was like, great, they have Bud Light. And I saw other common domestics on the wall. So I say, Bud Light, please. And she looks at me like I'm disgusting. And she's like, it's going to have to be in a can. And I I just was so offended. Like, what did I do wrong? When the tap is on your wall, like... How am I supposed to know that it's unacceptable to order a Bud Light in your establishment? Okay. I, I mean, I don't like beer in general. So, I mean, I can count the number of beers I've had and liked on one hand. I can count it on a JPP hand if he had lost all four fingers in that firework accident uh, and just had a thumb, I could count it. Because that's, the only ones okay. I've... Well, well, two, I guess. <laughs> I've had two. The Henry, the hard orange soda, and the hard mountain ale or whatever. Uh, I just appreciate the attitude is where I'm getting. Yeah, no, I get it. Look, it's a town full of attitude. So what I know that you need to know is that I retweeted it from our account. University of Baltimore, University of Maryland, Baltimore County (laughs) raised their banners (laughs) celebrating last season. And it included a NCAA appearance and it included the score and the team names of their domination of UVA. And it was just like the best troll I've ever seen in my life. It, it is. And look, I know UVA fans hate when people say this, but that loss does define that season. No one remembers that UVA did so great in the ACC that year, 
no one cares that UVA was the number one overall seed. And I heard people talking about that. We were the number one overall seed. Well, why are we getting disrespected by being number four in the preseason poll in the country? I, I don't know. Maybe because you're the first number one seed ever to lose to a 16. And you didn't just lose. You got blown out of the gym. I was sitting in JPJ looking at banners before the concert got going. And I had to be reminded by banners because at UVA, they've already put their numbers up there because they don't want to raise a banner at any moment because it would just remind everybody of what happened. <laughs> any other season, they make a ceremony out of it. They cover, you know, it's a big deal. This year, they're already up there ready to go. And I had to be reminded they won the regular season and the ACC tournament. I did remember that. All I can remember is that they were the first one seed to lose to a 16 seed. They're never going to live it down. As far as long as I'm alive, they're never going to live it down. But, they, but across the nation, everybody's going to remember that. That's what UVA basketball is going to be, even even if they somehow, whether it's next year or 20 years from now or 40 years from now, if they somehow win a national championship, they're still going to be remembered for that. Uh, well, it won't happen, so don't worry about it. Not not with this coach and not with this system that they play. I'll go ahead and say that now because I know they're going to get excited and fired up about it later in the year. Remember the UMBC game because that could happen at any moment in the tournament. You won't win a national championship because scoring 50 points a game is not good enough to win a national championship. I'm sorry. Jeff, Jeff Wright, fun. Jeff Wright, send your hate mail yeah. to the bottom line in the comments. And we, we know you just pressed stop on the podcast, but we still <laughs> have to know. Joe, what do you know that we need to know? Uh, what do I know? Oh, yeah. The thing I've been putting off the entire time. Uh, college football isn't fun anymore. Uh, and by that, I mean, I already know who wins the national championship. It's a lot like women's college basketball in UConn's heyday and, you know, a.k.a. now. Uh, I, I know before the women's college basketball season tips off, UConn's going to win the national championship. I know before the football season kicks off, Alabama has a great chance. And now I just watch them totally destroy the number three team in the country, who I think is better than the number two team in the country. I'll credit, my, I'll credit my brother-in-law. He had a good counterpoint. Alabama has, has dominated people. And I argued the point the way you're saying, that Alabama's dominant. But who has Alabama played this year? Other, before LSU, who have they played this year? Oh, my gosh. But who have they played this year? Texas A&M. They're not good. Oh, they're in the top 25. Who in the country is good? The SEC isn't what it was i mean and then lsu proved it lsu's probably the second best team in there and they're 29 points worse than alabama holy heck what a conversation are we having okay who do you want them to play and lsu lost to florida who do you want them to play who's also pretty good but who do you want them to play i don't know i just wonder because they're going to beat clemson the same way they're going to beat georgia the same way they're going to be notre dame and if something gets weird in a game are they going to be able to react properly yes because they won't be battle tested because they're already going to be up 21 when adversity strikes for the All right, first time established my brother-in-law's dumb that's fine i was using his argument because i knew i the way just you disagree i yeah. who are we looking at the big the same 10 way you were, in all honesty i'm just arguing for the fun of it but you i had to pull out the phone because i was like i mean they play people and then i looked and i was like yeah that louisville game to start the season really wasn't a <laughs> prime time event and you know they just haven't had a lot ohio state is fake let me let me let Ohio State fans in on a little secret. When you don't have Big Ten officiating bailing you out for every other mistake you make on the field, you're going to get hosed. You're going to I hope Ohio State gets in that playoff now so I can watch Alabama just drum them by 100 points. I do think what's driving you to say this and for me to not really argue with you is 
It's because tech stinks. <laughs> if tech if tech was at least like looking competitive, or we just got to get an ACC championship game against Clemson, we wouldn't be saying this. Clemson but, is the second best team in the country, and I think Clemson loses by twenty eight points. I, they probably do. I just we're used to having more excitement about what our own team is doing, even if it's not winning a national title, it's still like performing well and they're probably not making a bowl game. So yeah, I think it's kind of put a big damper on the entire season. I agree. And plus when UVA had actually something to brag about over top of us, it really, really did hurt my energy for the college football season. That's okay. They celebrated their first week in the top 25 in like 10 years by losing. Accurate. Well, that'll do it for us on this positive episode of Yak Sports Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the encouragement we offered on the college football season. <laughs> tell us how wrong we are and tell us why Alabama is actually no good and they're going to lose when they finally have to play someone that I guess is the number two team in the country because that's the only team that they haven't played. But uh, anyway, <laughs> we're find us on Twitter at Yak Sports Podcast. We're on Facebook, Yak Sports Podcast. Like us on there. Comment. Tell us how wrong we are. Tell us why Ohio State's good. Uh, I'm willing to listen about that. But until next week, uh, and I think you know, next week we're going to start the college f- basketball preview. Yeah, we're going to so get talking. We're going to let those first games get out underway, and before we uh, try to guess anything that's going to happen for the season. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll be recapping week one of the playoffs in the first round as well. Tell you. Why Riverheads will win the Ultimate game by 50 points. And 42. <laughs> I'll stick with my 50. Um, and we'll talk about some other games. Hopefully, one of the Augusta County schools proves me wrong and gets a win this week. Uh, I, I really do hope they win because the further our schools go, the more fun we have. And I just... Mm, I, the tough matchups is is all I'm going to say for our schools. I'm not, not that I think they're bad. I just think that they're tough matchups for them. But... That's for a later podcast. So until next week, for Leela McRae, I'm Joe Deck. Thanks for listening to the Yak Sports Podcast. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.